Hello, and welcome to Fantastic Comic Fan. I am your host, R.T. Fleming, and it is my mission to help you find your next digital comic book pick from the golden age to now. I have been reading comic books for over 40 years, and have never lost my passion for comic books. Something I try to pass on to old and new readers. It's Thursday, June 8th, 2023, and this is episode 107 of the podcast. This is the second show for the week. It's been quite a while since I managed to get two out in a week. Truthfully, I've missed putting out the podcast and interacting with people across social media. Now, I am not one to talk much about my personal life because I want to keep the focus on the fun of discovering creators and comic books that they get, should get more attention. So I'm going to keep this brief. Unfortunately, too many people don't talk about their mental health, and I know in the past I've been one of those. I am right around 55, and it wasn't until about 10 years ago that I was diagnosed with autism. You wouldn't know because I'm pretty good at masking it, and even I didn't know I had it at the time. Had I known, I would have made better life choices, and even now, 10 years later, it still struggles sometimes. Add in anxiety and panic attacks and a few other fun things, and well, Sometimes life can be a little challenging for me. I'm okay, but I need to take a pause, but I'm back now. But hey folks, taking pause and second, stepping back from some things in life, hey, it's okay. It doesn't make you less of a person. We all focus too much on our physical well-being and spiritual well-being and other parts and fail to focus on other aspects of our lives like mental health. Please, take good care of yourself, folks. It's so important. Not just physically and mentally, but all aspects of you. Now, my guest for the show is one of my favorite guests. And he's been on this podcast more than any guest I've ever had. That's Ross Aitken. Ross does a fantastic show called Stop, Let's Team Up. And there's links to the show in the podcast. Ross, I hope to have him back on. This is actually the last episode we did a while back. This is kind of a carrot to get Ross back on the show. Hey, Ross, we don't have anything taped. So hopefully I'll have Ross on again. Now, this time around, we're talking about Jane Loring. Now, a couple days ago, we did a show on the death of Iris Allen. Go check that out. Now, this is Jane Loring before Identity Crisis. Now, let me give you a little background. Back in the mid-70s, comics were basically 16-page stories. Unlike today, when you have countless types of formats and page counts, it was pretty much it back then. You had these little teeny tiny comic books. And then DC launched a giant size line. They put out these comic books that were about 34 pages. And for a 10-year-old kid, that was comic book heaven. There was one particular comic and storyline that I had hoped would make it to DC's digital service. And finally, last year, when DC dumped thousands of comics and trades on the platform. And, well, listen to the show and you're going to see what I mean. And at last, folks, I am on a regular schedule for the podcast and excited to be back at it. I'm actually scheduling new tapings that I hope to put on this air show soon. Coming in September, this podcast will be celebrating its second year anniversary. And over the months, it has changed and morphed so much. However, one of my main goals is to introduce you, the fan, new and old, to comic books creators and those comic books I think need more attention. If you're new to the show and this is your first time, thanks for checking it out. I hope you continue to sample the show. Please look at the show notes on the Fantastic Comic Fan and follow the podcast on social media. Subscribe to it wherever you listen to podcasts. 
please, I want this podcast to continue to grow and introduce fans to a different way of covering and discovering comic books. Now, on to today's show. Welcome back to the podcast. I have Ross Aiken on, and he is a perennial favorite recurring guest. But Ross, before we go, go on, tell the people who you are and what you do. I'm Ross Aiken. I am the host of uh, two podcasts, Stop, Let's Team Up, which is centered on superhero teams. I cover the Legion every week, and then a random uh, story, a random team, team up, roll call, creator, has to do with super teams. And soon I'll be doing a new podcast, yet untitled, regarding the Starmie family. Looking, and then I'm also... Looking forward uh, to that. Yeah. And I'm also the co-host of Gallifrey's Most Wanted, a Doctor Who podcast, which I've been doing for now. Our seventh anniversary is next week. Seven? I did not realize that. Congratulations. Yep. Mm-hmm. Ross, we are once again talking about a comic book written by Jerry Conway. Well, not, was it all of this is not Jerry, is it? Yes. It's super team family pump. Yeah. Okay. Because he also brings in his super team. I'm sorry. He brings in his super villain, secret society of super villains later on this four park arc. Mm-hmm. And we just taped Jerry Conway who was writing up. Uh, he wrote the Mr. Terrific. And we've talked about Jerry Conway before. And here we are talking about Jerry Conway. He wrote a, 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 a War Park Arc and Super Team Family. Now, before we talk about that, um, Paul Levis was the editor of Super Team Family starting off. It lasted a mere 15 issues. One of them really weird books that had reprints in it, and then it went to all new material. And this arc that we're covering is 11, 12, 13, 14, four-issue arc, and then it ends in 15. Um, And again, this is all written by Jerry Conway. And this deals with Crazy Gene Loring. And I didn't realize how whacked out Crazy Gene Loring was. And Gene Loring craziness actually stems before this, which we'll talk, and then extends over into Meltzer's controversial, crazy identity crisis, where Gene Loring is completely crazy, ends up being a murderer. And I won't do that anything else because, well, she's a big murderer and identity crisis and did some crazy stuff over there. But this, the seeds of this Bronze Age story actually starts in uh, somewhere 1969 at an issue that you can't get anymore. Well, you can well, find it's such it an at, obscure title. Well, you can get it at the comic shops, but as you and I have talked about many, many times, DC does a horrible, terrible job of archiving their older comics, war anthologies, spooky anthologies into their DC Unlimited app. Uh, we got to give them credit, though, Ross, in between the, the time of like November through the end of uh, December, they dump load of thousands of stuff. And it's one of the best places to read complete runs of like trade things. Like if you want to collect the storyline, uh, any trade that's, that is DC is there, all your black labels in there, your verticals in there, except you can't find it. Can you, Ross? No, it's, it's really, you got to type a pretty specific freaking search. So um, I will yeah. say it was easy. I was surprised how easy it was. All I had to do was type Gene Loring and the trade where this it popped is a, up. 
Oh my God. It's a massive, it's a 526 page trade. Yeah. Yes. It's a good it trade. It has everything you need to, to understand this story. Yes. And then and you'll be entertained because everything in it is really good. And it is really good. And it's, he taught, Jerry is writes everything. He ties up his secret villain stuff in this. Mm-hmm. He, the, the, the super team family stuff in this is stellar. They were that, 30 page yes, stories. Pretty close. And it was Adam and guests yes. as they're searching for Lo- Gene. Gene Loring, who's, who's great. Now, Gene Loring uh, actually went crazy back in Adam and Hawkman 45. Now, back during the Silver Age, Adam had his own series. The Hawkman had his own series. Uh, one of them got canceled. I believe it's Hawkman got canceled first. So DC took Adam and Hawkman for out of how many issues and smashed them together and gave them their own run. And it was written by Denny O'Neill and drawn by Dick Dillon. Dick Dillon is a great artist. He wrote, I'm sorry, he drew JLA for like 15 years. So in this last issue of Adam and Hawkman, uh, Gene was abducted, driven insane by some atomic gibbering that I don't know how race. In the end, she's still crazy, still completely bonkers. And I sent Ross some of these panels and the dialogue she has in there, she's bat poo-poo crazy. Is she not in those issues? Those, those oh, things? yeah. She, she is comic book, the level of comic book crazy. We're like going, come on, man. No one's that crazy. And then, <laughs> and then the issue ends. It's the last issue. So ends on a cliffhanger. She's still crazy. And then it gets picked up a year later in one of the JLA 81, which is also by O'Neill and Dylan. And uh, the Adam and Hawkman are on the way with the still bat crazy Jane to Thanagar because Hawkman thinks um, she's going to, they're going to help her out and make her okay. And at the end, Jean realizes she's okay. She's been cured of insanity. Everything ends. And then we jump from several years but in dc time it's only a few months that has passed okay now this starts off with 11 issue 11 and it has an interesting creative team it has alan weiss and joe rubenstein Rubenstein. we all know rubenstein is a great inker and alan weiss even back then as a kid because i was like 10 years old I liked the way his drawing was. I liked how he drew women. I liked how he, how he did Supergirl. He I really had, liked his portrayal of Supergirl in this. Especially I her did. face and stuff. It was really... And postures was, and everything. And he had a distinctive style. But you know what? He didn't draw all that much. He really did not do a whole lot of stuff in comic books. Very light career. And we we're talking about Rubenstein. Now, this is an interesting quote. Rubenstein called Weiss... Uh, the most difficult guy in the business to ink without exception. However, Rubenstein added that also made him one of his favorite artists ink because Weiss's work was so intricate and he couldn't tell when the final art would look until he had finished inking it. And it's gorgeous stuff. He also did an issue of Shazam that I remember for reading, one of the last issues. Oh, it's, I know exactly which one you're talking about. That's it a just, great it pops. His, his artwork pops. And, uh, you know, Rubenstein has a Guinness Book of World Records. He is, uh, he was inking, which a lot of people should look at because I know it's around, the official handbook of the Marvel Universe. He was doing that for 20 years. He was a goodness world record for inking more pencilers than any other inker. Really? And, yes. Yes. That's his. And I was like, wow. And you were saying that this issue was huge. It's like 36 pages. Now, comic books back then were your standard about 17 pages. 
I mean, it was such a joke to, you know, and comics were about 35 cents. And all of a sudden you got the 60 cent giant, which was 36 pages. Oh my gosh, it, for a 10 year old, it took forever. Now what people don't realize is that this is a new format that DC had, but it was invented because of, of uh, Steve Englehart. Steve Englehart, another important iconic creator, did Avengers and Defenders. And he jumped over to DC and DC at this time had only had him for a year. And Janet Kahn, who we talked about previously, was the big new publisher replacing Carmine Infantino. And Englehart basically said, look, I need to have big issues of Justice League to tell the stories I want to tell. And they said, you know what? You get them big issues. And that filtered over to uh, Superboy and Legion of Superhero and some other things like the Super Team family. This is a huge 36 um, arc issue. What'd you think of the initial uh, story, the first number 11 here? Oh, I love it. I love this whole thing, all of it. I, these are comics that my brother had and he was big on get for some reason he had read the first couple and then handed them to me um i just think it's it's so good it's because one it's a good i like the grouping of heroes um it's adam, a really yes yeah, a different group that you wouldn't normally put together it was yeah. adam supergirl and who's the third one flash flash that's right because yeah. uh supergirl uh gene loring and iris all get kidnapped uh by tomorrow they go to tomorrow tomorrow who's actively in a roadshow of the music man because really? of the costume he's dressed yes, that's right <laughs> he looks like a marching band he does he's got a really weird costume at, at my hospital high school because that's our high school colors I could, it's, it's really a terrible costume and 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 the alien environment and the whole encounter and everything that happened makes gene's mind snap again and they're on this 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 like really alive planet and um i'm sorry i got a ding and it just distracted they're, they're on this planet that's alive and this planet basically flings her off because her mental state just is too much for the planet to hand it handle for her. so he uh gene gets sent off to something else and this begins the quest of, of adam for the next true issues to go to find that poo poo crazy gene loring which is funny because now I'm I'm trying not to swear. I taped a, a creator the other day, and there was just so much swearing in there that I, I can't even possibly ask. So now I've got to go back to my podcast feed and change the description of of what it is. So I could technically actually swear. But uh, Conway actually started this book out as the editor for the first three issues of Super Team Family. He was an editor for it, and Conway chose the Adam for this art because, for one thing, the Adam didn't have a series, so it was easy yeah. to do. And that was kind of think why my brother bought it. It was like he, you know, he had read Justice League since the first issue. Yeah. So he was like, wait a minute. Why? And he loved Hawkman. He he was probably the, one of the six people who bought the Adam and Hawkman comic book. Um, so, and it was nice to for me as someone reading it to have an Adam-centric comic because he was never the lead character in a Justice League story. No, and and, and I, I had forgotten because later on he does, because he, Conway starts reading Justice League, we can briefly touch upon when we're done with this, but the Adam was one of Conway's favorite characters. And uh, that's why he wanted to write it. Uh, so number 12 had Green Lantern, Hawkman. Uh, different art, which was Arvel Jones, who I've always liked. Uh, yes, it had, um, uh, yes, it did. And it, it was funny because Adam's the star of this arc. This is an Adam story. The, and 
poor Adam at issue 12 is in the corner. It's a blink and you miss him because he's just this little tiny figure in the in the, in the middle around the, around the right bottom corner of issue 12. And you got Green Lantern that's around the whole big, I mean, he takes up almost the whole page. And I'm like, isn't this supposed to be the Adams? Uh, uh, you know, I think what it is is they wanted to change up the stars and they just kept the Adam as the, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm fiddling through covers. Um, and then 13, the next one, which was the third part, had um, Aquaman and Captain, uh, I almost said Captain Carrot, Captain Comet. And uh, he had, He's built the same way in all three, isn't he? Yeah. And and uh, we had this one I wasn't too thrilled about because he had this one shot weird villain called the wind pirate and uh at the end now he's is gene they find gene again now he's gene crazy but now she's in a schizophrenic state so this poor woman just is completely you know crazy and then 14 has wonder woman and conway uses another character that he was writing the secret society because conway was writing the secret society of super villains. that's actually got a thing the when captain common in that issue at the top yes. it shows him taking kid flash to the jla satellite because and it's some conway's like you're gonna read all my books and this is where this goes well because and and right before there there was an issue and i remember the the, folks you got to go check out the secret society supervillain it's a great comic book from the 70s i believe this this stems from the issue where uh kid flash is running around gorilla grod and the secret society and gorilla grod is all crazy in the thing and he takes kid flash up there and then Gene Loring, if I'm correct, is also a uh, a few points in the Secret Society itself. They were going to use Gene Loring for something, which plays again into 14, which has Wonder Woman and Gene Loring with the Secret Society. And I believe that doesn't, because I, I I skipped over the last part, I think, uh, doesn't Wonder Woman help supposedly cure Gene Loring? Yeah, I think, yeah, she she helps. The Gorilla Grodd's got Gene captive and well, I think this is, I'm scrolling. I think she does something. She uses, oh, she, no, it's King Solomar. Oh, oh, oh that's it. Of, oh. of Gorilla City saves it. Saves her. I, 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 I didn't read all that last issue. I thought it was one more. I just, I thought the Wonder Woman took him, took it too. But, you know, I, I accidentally came across this trade. Uh, because I love the Super Team family, and I'm like, I wish you know it was on the DCF, and it's it's in the marriage of, of Ray Palmer, Gene Loring, on and the, then on there's a, a trade. It's a great trade because, the, but there's this weird thing like they do the the four Super Team families, and then it's the JLA JSA Legion team up. It's like the last five or six issues of Engelhart's run. Yes. And then like the first five issues of Conway's run. Yes. And Conway uh, ends up having Gene and uh, Adam get married at issue 157. And they kind of, and they're building toward that too. Yes. Once, once Engelhart's gone from the book and I like that they didn't just skip. Yes. Because this also has uh, the wrap up of Dr. Light and Mark Shaw. Yes. Um, uh, and stars are which is it's a great this whole thing they haven't they did a nice collection of comic books it's really worth reading it's and the whole trade is oh on my the god DCF. it's i was doing it and i and i've sped i kind of skipped over the Engelhart stuff and was looking at the the gene stuff but i forgot how good this stuff is and i would this is a trade i would read and reread yes it's a fat one it's out in hardback it's not that i just went and googled it and you get it on amazon for 50 percent off so 
And well, that's good. And yes. Con- Conway, when he was doing Super Team Family, and if you follow through the JLA, you see the Adam going, I don't know, should I tell Gene who I am, my secret identity and all this stuff? And there's a, a spot with the moon. He's worried about Gene falling off the rails again, but she doesn't. And it has a really nice marriage sequence. And Conway's like, you know what? I never, I never, when I did Super Team and was going to JLA, I really didn't connect. They weren't connections. They were two separate entities. But he thought, well, I need to build more of the Adam. He's like, well, I'm going to build Adam up. And a good way to do that is to having him marry Gene Loring. And as we know, years later, an identity crisis, Gene is completely crazy. And at the time, I'm like, well, this doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But if you connect Conway's story back to what Denny O'Neill connects, you got to give Brad Meltzer credit for dotting his I's and crossing his T's that making Gene Loring the baddie in identity crisis 100% works. Don't you agree, Ross? Yeah, I do. I do. I think it is that she's really never been completely healed. No. And something tr- breaks, something happens. And it's very sad and tragic. Yeah, it's, it is really tragic. Because um, I, I'm going to spoil it because over an identity crisis, now I do have the dissolution of Ray and Jane's marriage, but she is responsible for killing Elongate's wife, Sue Dibney, who's been back there since the Silver Age. And I believe in identity crisis, Sue was also pregnant at the time. Yeah, it was a really rough, it, it, it's controversial. I've, I've enjoyed it as a story. I think it has been erased from continuity. I do too, because I, 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 I we were talking the other day and I and somewhere between the death metals, the infinite frontiers and whatever, I remember talking a sequence of uh, Adam was like talking to somebody, I think it might've been Choi, the other Adam. Hey, if I don't make a bell, I tell Jean I love her, yada, yada, yada. I'm like, oh, maybe they didn't. And if you read, uh, Meltzer's, not Meltzer, I'm sorry, uh, Bendis's uh, Leviathan storyline, Elongated Man is in that uh, section. And Elongated Man was eventually died off. He, I mean, I'm sorry, he eventually was killed off somewhere in one of the story arcs. He was reunited with uh, Sue in the afterlife. And they have some wonky stuff with Sue and Ralph being ghostly detectives. So I'm hoping- Thank God I remember yeah. that weird shit. Yeah. And I'm hoping that, you know, with the Ray Palmer, like, oh, maybe Gene, you know, is okay. And we've seen the elongated man, maybe elongated man and Sue are still there. And who knows? Because, well, look at uh, the latest thing. Uh, um, the, uh, I, or the one that Raleigh West was in, what was the name of that one where he was at the sanctuary uh, crisis where he killed everybody? And yeah. Roy Harper got killed. They just yeah. brought Roy Harper back to life. And he died. He 100% died. He was gone. And they brought him back. And now he's alive. And with Infinite Frontiers and Dark Crisis and everything, a lot of characters that were previously dead, like Roy Harper's daughter, she's coming back also. And she was- They're doing a really major reboot. I yes. kind of want- I'm actually kind of like, you're really going to aim this toward simplified, I, more simplified- when, before we wrap this up, but when AT AT and T bought the DC property several years ago, I really thought some good things, and then it just completely—it was horrible. It got to the point where they screwed up that merger between Warner Brothers, HBO, the DC property so badly that they had to sell it off. Yeah. That's how I mean they really screwed it up, and so Discovery bought it, and everybody thinks about Discovery. They look at the 
the the DC movie properties and DC shows, which is a hot mess right now, is you know they don't know what they're it's doing. At, but I think that's more so. It's at the time for a new leadership because it you know it's, well it, it's run its course. They haven't been in line for a year yet. They only bought DCs and Time Warner, all that stuff, back in like spring of last year. Yeah, and so it takes it's a losing long time. tons of money, and it's it, losing tons of money. It so. takes a long time to turn that ship around. Now when they bought uh, Zaslav as the, the CEO of yeah, Discovery. David Zaslav. When he bought that, the company, the first thing he did was kill CNN Plus, which was a huge new operation that was like, I think, $500 million. But at the same, hundred, same time, he expanded the DC Universe app to other countries. So yeah, and then, then he caught, he's can, he canceled stuff that he needed to write. He needed to write. He needed well, tax yeah, but my point is that he has a plan for DC Comics itself, the company, you know, he, focused, yeah. well, no, look, because since then you've had that massive drop in November of all the DC content. Now going into January, the new year after Dark Crisis is gone, all the 22 stuff, 2022 stuff is gone. You got this massive push into 2023. You've got the JSA back. You've got a repeat of uh, uh, Superman family coming back out. You've got some really cool Hawkman stuff coming out. And that's just in the first few months of yeah i just want to i mean my concern is that the money they make off of individual floppies is minuscule well it's really not where they make their money no i keep telling people you know people are always like comic books are going to die dc's going to stop publishing comic books people at the bottom the bottom line is that whether dc makes a profit or makes a loss as a comic book it doesn't matter because that's a rounding error in the big corporate books of yeah discovery. they're looking for yeah they're looking for long term like one the app is but that's steady income but it's steady income but they're putting their dc comics property in proper order instead of all this craziness that you've had basically since rebirth if you really want to go back back to the 52 well, initiative because dc's really been well i would say yeah because 52 is it i think 52 really it hurt i Yes. I stopped reading a lot of DC because I didn't like the reboot. I'm a John fan, and I think him, I don't like Jim Lee's. I like and, Jim Lee's art. I do not like Jim Lee doing a comic. And then Rebirth came, came along and yeah. did and, a soft reboot. And, and they then fixed a, some stuff. They fixed But some, then a lot of editorial stuff behind the scenes got into the mix of it. So well, Rebirth they, started, and between the Doomsday Clock, all that stuff kind of got... Well, because back then they were teasing JSA and what it's been five years and now we're finally well it's JSA. they jumped from who was hot. I think they had leadership. It's like they gave not Scott like John's influence was waning. Yes. They have a and more he was working on and he was working on to his TV show and he and was they have doing more, other things. They have more well-rounded creators now. They don't just well, have I don't know if they have any creators now. Well, no, they got Jeff Johns back. Well, they got, they, got him doing... for they've got they don't have him back. They like is, everything Williamson. he is doing is a mini series. Joshua Williams, I think Joshua Williamson is doing the. He's new their big gun now, but he's, he's yeah, there no, for but I'm talking. But now they got more bigger guns. It's not just a core of two or three, you know, people. Yeah, and they put stuff. they put the wrong people in charge. They put Scott Snyder in charge. I've liked some Scott Snyder stuff, but that death metal thing was a I, I, it was a yeah, oh, cluster. No, I, it I was overly not, too much. It was it, it had its fingers in too many pots. I didn't. I have except for the rebirth initiative. A lot of the stuff that they've done since then. I wasn't even a big fan of the Infinite Frontier stuff too much. I like that stuff. I liked. I like. I like well, Doomsday I, Clock. I kind of. Well, I kind of. I did like Doomsday Clock, but again, like Rebirth and Doomsday Clock, they set up these possible potentials and then dropped the ball. Well, they didn't drop the ball. They canceled the JSA. Well, they, no, they, no, because if you go, no, because I remember reading the rebirth and some of the stuff like 
they hinted about, uh, for example, Dinah and uh, Oliver Queen being, you know, together again. Then they dropped that ball. They had stuff about Iris and Barry. They didn't do that. You know, they, they, didn't, they, they, just, can't, they really they went in and because I'm re- reading somewhere where Johns and Hitch were saying we were supposed to do a new yes. Justice Society book. They canceled every new initiative. Yep. And and DC's editorial wise has just been in this cluster for three, four they, years yeah, now. I mean, and I'm hoping now going to 2023 that they figured out what they're going to do. They have a good game plan and they just don't keep, you know, going on a hamster wheel, just treading along and doing it. I want DC Comics to be great and fantastic. Same thing with Marvel, but a lot of the stuff that the two majors put out, that just doesn't thrill me all that much. I, yeah. There's I no just, incentive for me to read it. I'm sorry. Yeah. there. I mean, I read, I read very few floppies right now. And I think they need editors. And that's been my complaint for a decade. You don't have editors anymore. I'm, the reason the reason the Avengers comic, whether you like who's writing it, time with Hickman Aaron, who I I like, they're both they're I like their takes on Avengers. It's new, it's fresh, and they do it for four or five years and then leave. I like that, but that's because Tom Breer Breedpoint yes. has been the editor for thirty years. Yeah, this is the um, first time in DC that I'm excited for DC since Rebirth. I want to see what they're doing. I think what they're doing is one thing Zaslav is doing is contract. They're contracting smaller. They're making it smaller and they're fixing the mistakes. Like I like the idea uh, that I, I will believe they fix anything when they do. They don't have an well, editor in chief. No, but they fixed some things that people didn't like. They gave Je- they gave Clark and his uh, identity back, which was a non-starter. You know, they did bring back the JSA. You know, they're doing a nice reboot of Green Arrow. You know, they got the they got the the real hunters. Yeah, I haven't read Green Arrow in a decade because yeah. it just was a cluster. And I, I haven't, I used I, to read Teen Titans religiously and haven't read anything of that, but and, I'll be, I'm, I'm a wait and see. I'm and I like that they got the, the real hunters in the JSA. So they got some really possibly well, good stuff. Know, you know. We don't yeah, know. So. We don't know. Again, she is, she's not that Helena. She's a new Helena. But she's still a Helena. Yeah. Ross, Aiken, we have fun. We always enjoy having each other on our shows. I'm going to let you go. Wrap this up. I still got tapings to do today. I hate this is probably unfortunately for my show. This is the last taping we have because, as you know, I just got the buku list of tapings that I've done over the, the holiday break in early January right now. And I have no idea what I'm scheduling wise. But again, when my schedule clears up, you know, you'll be on my show and I'll be back on your show. Thanks again for joining me on my podcast. Thanks for having me, my friend. Well, that's it for today's podcast. Again, I would love to hear from you at fantasticcomicfan at gmail.com. Remember, new episodes every Wednesday. Thanks so much for listening to this episode, and I hope to see you next time.